And welcome back. It's season four, baby. Ten minutes cinema. How you doing, Varble? I'm okay. Since it's a new season, can we really welcome them back? We're welcoming them to it. I mean, they waited all this time for the next season to drop. They have been waiting patiently. They have. And we're going to reward you today with the first part of our triple feature. Seeing good movies lately? Yeah, actually, I did. Thanks for asking. Oh, okay. That's the end of that segment right there. Yep. That's, Fair enough. That's we so season three. What? That's so season three. Oh, yeah. Now we just uh, we just stare each other intently for mm-hmm. 15 minutes and call yeah, it a day. Exactly. That's what the audience really wants. This, yep. We're going to boost up our listens. Big Starting time. now. <laughs> now, I watched a little film called uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure from 1985. Oh, wow. Went was, way back there. I was getting a little in my feels after... Paul Rubens recently passed away. Sad man. It was. Yeah, I was a big fan as a kid. I watched the, the show every Saturday morning. and Oh, yeah. I don't was, think there was any kid that didn't back then. Right. And, yeah, big fan of both movies. Been, God, probably 20 years since I've seen it. Oh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. It holds up really well, I thought. Does it's, it? It's still really entertaining, yeah. It's fun because it's not really like a, it doesn't really have a plot. It's just a bunch of, like, scenes stretched together, you know? Right. He's just traveling from town to town looking for his bike and meets a bunch of wacky characters along the way. And The only things I remember is he had this gum that like turned into like a black ooze or something. And he did the I know you are but one of my routine. I did that all the time as a kid. <laughs> you would. Yeah, I would. I was a little shit. It's fine. It was a good rewatch. Oh yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. That's awesome. What about you? You watching anything? Yeah, I, I've been catching up on some of the newer movies from this year. So I caught up with Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I actually a, haven't seen that one. Oh, dude, that's really good. I mean, if you like the first one, this is right along the same alley. Has a good story. There's a lot of heart to it. They do a really good job with the series. I feel like it's one of the best Spider-Man experiences out there right now. Awesome. Really fun. I would definitely recommend it. I can't wait for a third one. I wish I would have waited now just so I could have seen the conclusion because it is a big cliffhanger, but it looks like they're going to set up for a great finale. So Okay, cool. I'm excited. Well, I think it's time that we... uh We got a lot to get to. Yeah, we got a lot to unpack here. But we'll start with the movie. Or, I'm sorry, the miniseries, Stephen King's It. So I should have asked before we hit record probably, how, how did you do this? Did you do... Five for part one, five for part two, or did you... Oh, I just did five total. You just did five total scenes? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, can, I mean, if you want to go into it a little bit more... I can adjust on the fly and maybe talk a little bit about it during the review. Yeah, if I say a scene, maybe don't talk about that scene. And go. All right. So my first scene, it's actually a little bit into the movie. It's the bathroom scene, probably about 30 minutes in, where she goes to the bathroom and... Oh, Beverly? Yeah, yeah. Beverly. Sorry, I should have explained yeah. that. But, uh, you first, like playing the pronoun game here. Yeah, I do. First we see a little conversation with her and her dad, and then she goes bathroom, the blood comes up from sink. It's a really good uh, way to start, you know, really getting into the Pennywise spots here. We get to see them kind of haunt all the kids, but I just especially like the bed one here. It's always creepy when blood appears, and the fact that he can't see it, and he's, you know, in the bathroom like, what, her dad, what's the yeah. matter? Yeah, this, and there's... She's like, oh, it's just a spider. Like, clearly it's not. You can still see the blood, but he can't. So, 
my first scene is pretty much the real start of the movie. Like, we get the kid on the tricycle, but there's nothing with that at all. It cuts away so quick and everything. I don't even know why they put that in there, really. I just think to give you a little bit more pain-wise before we get to the story. I guess so. But the illusion that it's not just these kids he's messing with, but all the kids. I guess so. But I started with the iconic scene that everybody remembers from this. It's yeah, Georgie's death. I mean, that's a great scene. I knew that was probably going to be talked about anyway, so I didn't really pick it. But, I mean, it, it is a fantastic... I mean, don't be playing mind games with me. It, it is one of the best scenes of the movie. Like, oh, well, yeah, for this sure. This is Tim Curry at his absolute best. Like, he just knocks it out of the park here. Anytime he's on a screen, he knocks it out of the park. True, but this one stands out above any others, I think, sure. in my mind. This really hooks you. Like, it, it's such a perfect way to lure a child in, you know? Like, he, he does such a good job of being innocent, basically. And, you right. know, oh, I'm your buddy. I'm your friend. Look, I've got your boat for you before he kills him. Right. I was a little disappointed, and I, I know we haven't watched the, well, we have watched the remakes, but... I'm a little disappointed that they couldn't be as gory as the remakes were in this scene. Oh, I mean, there's no way. I know. I even know if it came out, even if it came out in the theaters in 1990, it wouldn't be as gory as the 2017 version. Yeah, too. back then, kid violence was just not any part of movies ever. No, it was only insinuate. Even Nightmare on Elm Street, like Freddy was just a child murderer, but really, they want to be more dark with it. They want to have him be a molester and show that yeah. they decided not to because just unheard of back then. And in a way, it's it's kind of nice to be able to just use your imagination, too. That kind of makes it a little more scary. That's true. Plus, those teeth. They are pretty frightening. Yeah. All right. My next scene is actually a little bit further. This is uh, probably about an hour in, I think. It's whenever Mike is running from Henry and Felch and Patrick. And he runs into the Loser Club for the first time. At the quarry. Get into the Rock Mageddon or whatever you want to call it. The Rock War. I love this scene in the novel, too. This is just such a, you know, when you're bullied by kids, this is what you did. Like, you guys drew rocks to each other. You tried to run away. <laughs> this is just, it paints the picture, like, that these kids are just terrified of these people, but they finally get the courage to stand up, which kind of drives them to eventually stand up against Pennywise, coming all together like they do here. Next up for me is going to be the photo album scene which happens just a little bit after that okay yeah that's a great scene yeah so mike's got his dad's old photo album of the old pictures of dairy and with the photo when it comes to life as pennywise starts they did a good job with flipping this. down the street yeah like the, the effects here are really cool i thought it, it holds up pretty well like it really does it seemed pretty terrifying it looks like a picture is coming to life and then the way right. he jumps and reaches out of the book at the end to scare them all i thought it was really effective well, and obviously with this uh, main series, there's a lot of like stuff that just didn't age well from when it came out to now. Yeah. But that's one of the best scenes probably nowadays. Like that still holds up really well. It looks yeah. good. Obviously, that's why it's one of the ones I'm picking out here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pick bad scenes. Come on. I mean, you could. I never have. But you might. I won't ever. Okay. <laughs> My next scene is the graveyard scene where Bill's at Georgie's grave and then having this like conversation with Pennywise. Pennywise is just so menacing here while he's talking to Bill and I just love this scene so much. I mean, it's a great like back and forth between those two. And I mean, I love all the scenes with Pennywise really. 
Tim Curry does a great job here. But just this is one that stands out to me. This and then I didn't put in my scenes, but where he's at the library with Richie. I love that. He acts like a total clown there. Does a great job of but at the same time just being terrifying as fuck. That for me is towards the end of night one, whenever the, the kids have their Pennywise fight. To me, that's Tim Curry at his most menacing. Like he is really terrifying there. Uh, whenever he's got Stanley up against the wall getting ready to eat him. And then he gets hit by Bev's slingshot. But his little speech there is just awesome. Like, I'm the eater of worlds. I destroy children. I feed on your fear. I'm everything you ever dreamed of. <laughs> it reminded me of Bray here, too, actually, when he said eater of worlds. Sidebar there. Another scene I have is a scene where Beverly revisits her childhood home. Oh, yeah, the Mrs. Kirsch. Yeah, I'd love the scene. It's good in both versions of the film, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just really fun to watch it you can tell there's something up with her and then you slowly watch as it you know becomes more clear that Pennywise is just messing with Bev again one of the creepiest parts of that is after she leaves and the truck almost hits her in the middle of the street and she turns back around and everything's all boarded up still so you, oh, yeah. you start to wonder like was she even was in, she that? in the house yeah yeah or was it just literally all in her mind and it's also really creepy to see her dad like in a dress but with the like hollowed out eyes and it, it's a really cool effect this one did uh really well with dane fresh too yeah up to date whatever <laughs> it's one for me we're jumping to part two and we're going all the way to the uh, fortune cookies this is such a great scene yeah it's another one where the the effects are cheesy but they also hold up if, if it's kind of both at once it's kind is of is that like a bird like a baby bird that just didn't grow feathers or something, I yeah. guess. I always thought that was so weird that that's one of the items that they see. We see an eyeball, and that yeah. that makes sense. And the like, claws coming out of it, that makes sense too. But just the baby so, bird. It actually does nod to the book a little bit there. Does it? Yeah. Because I don't remember that, that well. Mike's version of Pennywise that terrified him was whenever he was at the Ironworks, where he mentions like the Easter egg explosion. So he goes there as a kid in the book. And then gets attacked by a giant bird. And he has to hide oh, in like yeah. a sewer pipe or something in order to keep away from it. That's right. And it's like trying to peck through it and get at him. Uh-huh. Now I remember that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all the the fortune cookies are really neat. They did a good job of like acting through it and everything, you know. Right, because, you know, they don't actually probably see that in the scene when they're acting. Most of it, no, yeah. A lot of those scenes where they actually close up on the fortune cookies you can't see anyone else yeah and then it cuts to our reaction and then yeah right my final scene was the library scene where they're all talking about what they're going to do and all of a sudden like balloons come out of the fridge books and papers start flying everywhere it starts raining i really love the fact that it starts raining here because that's just really trippy but i just love like the tear that's happening right here just the unexplainable happening Probably one of Pennywise's best scares, I guess, leading up to the finale. The last one I'm going to go with is Pennywise's final fear attack on Bill as he appears as Georgie. Whenever they're getting really close to the lair, he tries to yeah to take down really... the leader one last time by just throwing everything at him. And like each friend had to like talk him down, like, "Dude, that's not really Georgie. Like, you gotta you gotta stand up for us. You gotta be there for us." And that and, really highlights the whole theme of the story, too, where, you know, friendship conquers, right. you know, evil there. Yeah. You stay gutter, you'll get through it. Mm-hmm. 
even though Bill was the leader. You know, sometimes even the leader needs help from his teammates, you know. Yeah. It's well, really good. Without each other, they are, they're not as strong as together. So. Yeah. And I love even as he finally, like, dispels the, the illusion. Then he puts down the, the boat, and the boat leads him to the lair. I thought that was really neat. That was Symbolism. Cool. Like, Georgie right. was still with him, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, I know and then from there, it just goes downhill. <laughs> well, yeah. Except for I, I love how cheesy the very, very end is with the bike ride. I mean, I know that happened the book somewhat. Not like that. That was a little bit different. Mm, Does fairly, he go fairly into traffic in the book? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. I just thought they were like on like a country road or something. No, no. He goes down a big he hill. He goes down the hill. Mm-hmm. Either way, it just it feels so like crazy to imagine someone thinking this is going to help save their all of a sudden catatonic wife who won't speak or react to anything. It's just an odd way to end it. But, you know, for what was, this miniseries was a lot of fun. Should we go ahead with our review? I think so. All right. Well, I guess usually you have to go first here. So Quite often, yeah. I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take the hit this week. All right. Rewatching this, it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. Probably about five or six. Uh, maybe a little bit sooner. I know I've watched it around the time the first it came out, the remake. But it still holds up pretty well. It's, you know, it's still cheesy. It definitely feels like an 80s film, even though it's early 90s. It's 1990, right? Correct. It feels like it's more mid-80s, just by the gags and stuff, too. All the effects. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to take pop culture a few years to catch up. Yeah, it's true. And plus, I mean... It's TV, it's not movies, so they didn't have as big of a budget as you would for a movie. But overall, it's still a fun watch. I think it still tells the story of the novel for the most part. They take out a lot, but that's to be expected. The first draft was like 10 hours, so, you know, the fact that they got down to 40, well, free after commercials, you knew it wasn't going to have everything in there. And that's fine. It's still strong on its own. I'd probably give it three stars. Okay. There's definitely some work to be done. They cast this movie really well. I don't think I have a much issue with anyone that was cast in this movie. Everyone does a great job with the character they have. I especially like Pennywise just just the star of the movie. He's hardly in it, and yet every time he's on the screen, he just milks every second of it. He's just master of his craft here. But yeah, three stars is my rating. Okay. That's pretty fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have to agree. It's, it's definitely something that's it's rewatchable. I'll still watch it a few more times, probably. Yeah. Before it's all said and done. I don't know how fun it is, really. Like it, it definitely takes a noticeable downturn when you get to part two. Part two is not nearly up to par as one. And a lot of that is, is the kids, you know. Um, they're hardly in it at all in the second part. Just a few, like... Like, I mean, I guess they're all flashbacks, obviously, but a few a few callbacks, basically, to, to when they were younger. Do you think it's weird that they've made this twice now, and yet both times they still don't do it in the format of the novel? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I don't feel know. like that would almost be better on screen that way, going back and forth, because I feel like both versions, the kids' part is definitely the more interesting part. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, I, I feel like they're better actors, in both parts, at least more believable uh, than the their adult kind of parts. A strong first part, second part really kind of dropped the ball. When you watch it all at once, it's not as noticeable, but I saw it so many times when it was in two parts that I just, I know exactly where that switch gets flipped. Yeah, you mentioned it to me because I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, maybe, I, I don't know, I think I was a little tired today too. 
So it kind of made some of the parts a little more boring than they normally are. Sure. So I might be a little rougher right now than I normally would be. Okay. I'm, I'm going with a 2.5. That's all right, dude. I yeah. Mean, it is an average film. If you put it against like a Hollywood movie, it's average. If mm. you put it as TV series, I feel like it's a little above average. It might be, yeah. We want to jump into the documentary just a little bit here. I think we can touch on that. Yeah, we we watched the documentary on it. So mm-hmm. uh, yep, let's... called Pennywise: The Story of the It. The Story of It mm-hmm. came out last year. I thought that was very entertaining. Uh, they did a really cool job of, like, they have a lot of good behind the scenes footage and stuff like that of like the setting up of the sets and absolutely. They actually got almost all the living actors back that had and major had that had major parts. Yeah. I really like watching documentaries like these, too, because you got to learn stuff that you wouldn't necessarily know just by watching it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the, like, effects that they used to do in movies. Like, learning about how they achieve some of these effects that make it on screen is really cool, too. Very interesting. And just also hearing, like, just the tidbits about how this stuff got made, that's always interesting to me, so... This documentary was a slam dunk for me. I yeah. loved it. Seeing and hearing that there was like more to the spider, like it had, it had more movements, but they just didn't have the time to film it. It honestly the... enhanced the miniseries for me. I probably wouldn't have gave it three stars if I didn't watch that documentary. Oh beforehand. wow! Just because I learned more about the process and like it made me a little bit more forgiving about the spider because, I mean, they they tried a couple different things first and it just didn't work out. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth watching if you're any kind of a fan of all at all of really either movie, the the miniseries or the the films. So yeah, I I'd, I'd give it a recommendation. I think people should check it out. Yeah, especially if you're a fan of you know it in general. It's a great way to learn a little bit more about it. I mean, how they made the movie or miniseries. I had a little bit of trivia I wanted to add, not much. Okay. One thing that really shocked me, even though I just watched it with you. I didn't notice it right away, but Tim Curry only is in the movie less than 20 minutes of the film. The yep. miniseries. That's crazy. Like, as a kid, I thought he dominated this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like he was on the screen for, like, two of the three hours oh, as wow. a kid. That's how good he was when he was on screen. Like I said earlier, his presence is just unmatched in this. The other thing I have is in the novel... Two of the characters have connections to other Stephen King characters. Mike Hanlon's father served in the army with Dick Halloran, which is the cook from The Shining. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I didn't remember that when I read the book. And then also, Eddie's was also friends with a young Paul Sheldon, who as an adult was the protagonist of Misery. Which you haven't read or seen. So I haven't read You wouldn't have caught that. that. So yeah, I wouldn't have got that. But it's cool to know that now. Okay. That's really all I had. They had a lot of stuff that was already in the dock. I just didn't think it was worth putting in here. All right. Well, usually we'll tell you what we're going to watch next week, but I think you guys already know. It. From 2017. Uh, also known as Chapter One. It's not, though. It says it at the end of the movie. Not so. as a title card. Uh, it actually does. No, it just says that's the end of Chapter One. Uh, same thing. No. Either way. No, it's not, not a title. Whatever. It is basically the same thing. We're going to watch it, and then we're going to review it as the second part of our triple feature season premiere. But until then, you can reach us on Twitter, or I'm sorry, X. You can find me at USAKids6977. You can find my eye-rolling host over here, 
Big Guy at Big Guy ACB. That is me. And you can find us together at Tim and Sin. We're not there together. We're there. We're not there together. Yep. No. We are. We're on a float. We all float here. And that's a wrap.